Hi everyone, I am Carrie Fulmeck. And I'm Carolyn Charles, and we are from the Equine Connection, the Academy of Equine Assisted Learning. Welcome to Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Tune in to find out a ton about our horses, your horses, how they can change people's lives, personal wellness, and hear from loads and loads of wonderful guest speakers. So whether it's discussing how to hear and work with your horses in a different way, how to be selfful for you, horse welfare, or just to chat about life in general and have a good laugh, you are in the absolute right place. This is a podcast for life changers. And so it's a podcast for you. We are all life changers. And how are you doing today? The sun is shining here. The it birds are singing. Like we are in summer outfits. It's really quite lovely. We're very excited about it. I have to say, I'm just going to check the volume here because always check the idea. volume because we shining have here. Many. Yeah. Yep. Good we're all go. good <laughs> so welcome welcome yeah it's going to be kind of a cool day today so i'll start out at the beginning but then carrie's going to tell her story of everything that she went through and it's it's quite the story people because it was well it was a hell of a time <laughs> oh my goodness and you know telling stories the the art of storytelling it's so important because it's when we can relate to a story or maybe something from our past oh yeah okay she can relate or something in our future you know it just connects us more when we understand that there ain't no easy ride when it comes to life and no easy ride when it comes to building and creating your own business and I think that's one of the most important parts too, because we've had a lot of people that, you know, will call and they're excited about getting ready to start their new, their dream career and everything. And then something happens and they're like, oh, maybe that's the sign to quit. But it really isn't. It's the sign of checking in if you really, really want something, right? Because like it says in the title, it's not your dream if it's not hard. It's not going to be easy. I can't think of anything that falls into your lap other than tax bills because those <laughs> always come. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But otherwise, it's just not the easy stuff that comes along. So but we want you to remember one thing too. Even when it gets tough, when it gets freaking hard, so hard, you just don't know how to take that next step forward. Remember, every single one of us out there is a life changer. We are. Yep. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter what we're doing. A smile to another human, a helping hand. So I'm picking up some garbage, like it's so small, some of these things that we have no idea the ripple effect and how we're helping others. And you are a life changer. We are life changers. Our horses are life changers. All animals are life changers. Yep. So we all fit into that category. And we're so excited that you're in our tribe of we are life changers because yeah. it doesn't matter whether you're doing this business or not. It's just we're together. And we're together and making a difference in other people's lives. And it's actually a really cool thing to remember right now. When you're feeling like, wow, I am down in the dumps. How, how am I keeping from Remember, you have in one way or another touched somebody else's life. And you can continue to do so. So even if it's through a story, if it's through a kind word, it doesn't matter. You have that life-changing piece within you. And I see we've got Lenora on already and Lisa from Leduc. Hello, hello, ladies. And yes, please keep writing and telling us who you are and where you're from we always like those pieces but i think we'll get into the into the nitty-gritty of it here there we go yes so i'll let you guys just hang with carrie we'll Heck tell yeah. your story yes yeah. okay have fun oh i will like <laughs> cracky you know it's it's bizarre because i have not told my story in years like i have recorded my story 
for our facilitators who come in because I didn't want to keep replaying it every time. Like for me, verbalizing it, because every time you tell the story, you go back and you feel all of that pain and that hurt that you were in. So it is going to be interesting. And now I have to tell you, so it was June 1st, 2011. This is almost 10 years ago when hell hit, I guess is what I'd have to say. But just to build up to that story, it started happening when for like just who I am and what it was I was looking for. I was looking for a job, a career on earth that was not material. I was looking for something that was so solid, that was so real, that was so purposeful that it consumed my ever living being daily. I just didn't want to sell things to people anymore. And of course, I've been an entrepreneur. I swear all of my life, I always said, even as a baby, I was selling the diapers. I love the idea. And I love being an entrepreneur because I love the freedom that it gives to you. But being an entrepreneur, of course, comes with tons of agonizing components as well, because you still have to be self-motivated. How do you stay self-motivated? Then what are the steps that you must continually take to keep moving that business of yours forward? Because I love it for the fact that you come up with this idea, which is just this itsy bitsy teeny little thing. And then you start envisioning what that whole piece looks like. And then you start actually building it. And it's the building piece that is so much fun. So my whole thing in my journey now is every problem is an opportunity in my eyes. Even though there's challenges and obstacles, I always just think now is, hmm, what is the opportunity in this certain area? Because that's what we have to go with. We can't go with anything else. It's kind of like if Facebook was no more, no longer existed, What's the opportunity and how you run your business after that? Because there is always opportunity. So it started just before I was hitting my 40s. So I'd say 38, 39. I was still uh, an entrepreneur, but I was looking for something that I didn't have to literally sell. And I came across Equine Assisted Learning. Now, back in the day, this is almost 15 years ago, who even really heard of Equine Assisted Learning? My dream has always been since I was a wee little girl, to be able to own a horse and to be able to work with a horse, but work with a horse in a different way. It never came to me that I ever wanted to, you know, be a riding coach or, or train in a certain discipline or even become a horse trainer. I just wanted to work with these magnificent creatures, but there's no exact reason why. It's just the smell of them and you breathe them in and you see the strength and how they move and how majestic they are. So it was just always that dream piece that I wanted. So I called up Tamara, who is the designer of the certification course. And of course, all of the programs she's designed 50 of them. And I was reading a magazine one time and I, this, this equine assisted learning where the horse is the teacher. I'm like, what? Never heard of such a thing in my entire life. So now I'm excited. I give her a phone call while well, she gets me totally excited. Like, yeah, this is where the horses do the teaching. There's no riding to any of these programs, but humans learn these life skills, strong skills so that they can move forward in their lives. So I'm like, yeah, this is a me, myself and I kind of business. Cause this was the other thing, being an entrepreneur, 
your brain is always on fire creating things or coming up with ideas. And my brain is like, okay, I'm getting to my 40s. I'm tired. I don't want to do these things anymore. It's just not where I want to go. So anyways, at the time, it was a six-week course, but you could do it online. Now, that is interesting because now that I am also mastering, oh, we did not even introduce ourselves. No, I knew something was missing. Isn't that interesting? Hmm, maybe we'll introduce ourselves at the end sometimes. Seriously, we got little notes beside us. You think after this many years, we would remember and retain that we have to introduce ourselves, right? So anyways, uh, at the time it was the six weeks. Again, it was, you could do it online, which is a bizarre idea to me because if you're working with horses, to me, you should always have to be with a horse so you're clearly comprehending everything that's being taught to you. But I'm like, I am in. So I get in the mail all of these books. Oh my gosh, I'm looking through them. I have no comprehension of what this woman is talking about. How the horses teach her. And my learning style is not through reading. My learning style is actually really through doing and touching and feeling and being a part of it. So I give her a call and I'm like, okay, I don't understand one word that you were saying here. So she goes, why don't you fly on out and take a look? So, of course, I flew on out and I, I looked and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I'm thinking this is a me kind of business. However, then I came back and I was still doing my other entrepreneurial job. And I started to feel and I started to think, I believe you have to be a horse trainer in order to do this. And that's not what I'm gifted in and is training horses. So, of course, I give her a phone call. And I said to her that, you know, I'm just not sure that this is for me. Would there be any way that I could get my money back? Because I've already spent like, I think it was around 8,000 at this point. By the time I was finished my certification, it cost me $12,000 because I was really looking for solid research, things that I can go out and sell after I was trained, right? So she said, no problem at all, Carrie. And I'm like, I like this woman. But she says to me, but just so you know, you would have been the only one in Alberta doing this as a business. Mm. Now she's got my entrepreneurial side. So I thought about it some more because I really wanted this to be the last breath that I take on earth in a business. This was the last one I was going to dedicate all my hard work and time to. So, of course, I give her a call back and I said, okay, you definitely got me excited here with the idea in business. However, I have to come back again just to really make sure that I comprehend it all. So of course I fly back again. Now this time was interesting because as I was there, I am a person, I, I feel like I live like a horse. I live in moments, like I don't stress and worry. I mean, during this time of our lives, let me tell you, it's been a different scenario. However, like I don't, Money doesn't bother me. Like, I, I have no issue being in debt. Like, it's just money. I just always know I would get a job and I would pay things off. So money never stresses me. I have three daughters and I was, became a single mom when my girls were three, two, and one. The greatest day of my life on earth when I became this single mom with my three babies. Why? There was no anger and pain anymore it was freedom to be who it is that we needed to be so i i just absolutely love that period of time in my life with my three little bambinos 
So anyways, as I'm going there, and again, I'm not stressing, or I don't feel I am, even when my girls were all teenagers. Now, here's the thing. I slept like a baby when they went out to a party. I had no worries. Why? I didn't even think about it because I thought, you know what, Carrie, you've done the best you can do. You've trained your girls. You know if they need to call you, you were there in a second and they know how to call for a taxi too. So, of course, I just don't stress. But when I was there, I could not move my shoulders or my neck. Like there was so much pain and stress right here. And what really hit me with that taking it on is I must have absorbed so much in that learning and seeing how the horse taught and seeing how those humans were reacting that I literally absorbed the whole thing. And that for me was my sign to, you're gonna go forth and you're going to do this. So of course this is 2008, all of this is happening. Then we get into 2009 and of course Carolyn Charles has decided she's going to join the team, thank goodness, because I knew nothing in IT world. I couldn't even do a Word doc at the time. Now I can actually do and change backend code for our website. Like I've advanced, but I'm still no pro, okay? So anyways, I needed someone to do the website, the marketing, all the things I couldn't do because I wanted to just work with all of the programs that I had purchased, working with all the horses, and of course, starting this business. Well, let me tell you people, there was nothing easy about this business. For three years almost, Carol and I struggled. We were changing the website constantly. We were having different brochures. We were doing things that we thought were moving the business forward, advertisements and in magazines, and nothing was coming to fruition. Nothing was being paid off with this work. But I do have to tell you, the only bonus that kept me hanging on at the time was I had a call because it took me about a year to get my certification by the time I kept flying back, making sure I understood everything, is I got a call from Six Sigma Youth Medicine Lodge. And it was an intake center that was just being built. As soon as I was certified, they're like, oh my gosh, we've just heard you're certified. We want to hire you. Now, who turns down business? I wouldn't turn down business. However, I really wanted one full year to get myself organized in this new business and this certification that I had. But again, as a business person, as an entrepreneur, being self-employed, you never turn down business. So that was the thing that really tied us into we just move on, we move forward. However, having this contract with Zig Ziga wasn't enough to pay all of the stuff that it took to run this organization. So, of course, we're we're going through spending copious amounts of money, which, again, didn't stress me out. But I did have to get a job so I could actually start paying Caroline <laughs> because at the time she was doing it as a volunteer and then she needed to make some money and then she needed to make more money. So I was out getting <laughs> other jobs so that I could actually pay her to stay on. And I was using all their credit cards lines of credit, like everything. After three years, my honey did sit down and he goes, you know, babe, if you don't start making some money soon, you are going to have to get a job. I'm like, I know, but I know that this business can work. And if you think about it that many years ago, nobody even understood what any of this kind of a business would actually mean. And what do you mean a horse? And what do you mean that they help humans to be able to move forward in their lives? And what do you mean there's no riding? Like there was 
so many things, even Carolyn and I, we weren't sure how to even market it. And it really didn't happen until we actually hired a coach for ten, no, $20,000 for only six months. He opened up the doors to thinking outside the box. Because here's the thing. When you're an entrepreneur, when you're self-employed, it's those outside of the box thinkers that help you. Because see here, Carolyn and I were in so deep to the business and trying to get the business moving, we couldn't see the forest through the trees, but the coach could. So it was only after we hired this coach that all the lights went on and everything started to happen. So this was beautiful. So now I am now personally 300,000 in the hole. And of course you wouldn't have to do this. This included after two years of working outside, because I just worked outside, I rented actually a piece of land from a lady out here in a small town in Carsland, and she was a gala trained. So she already was working with her horses. So I worked with her horses and I rented this little piece of land and I had all my props and everything out there. And I did that for two years outside in windy, windy Alberta. So I didn't need the arena, but after the two years, I thought, no, we're going to get busy now by cracky. Maybe we should build an arena. Well, it was actually my hubby who thought of building this arena on our little three, three acres is all we had. And he said it would be an investment for the future. So that was part of the 300,000 in the hole. Again, I slept like a wee baby every night, did not bother me at all. But what bothered me is not understanding how we could get this business rolling. So finally, now everything is happening. We are having team building events. We are doing, we're working with organizations who are coming in once a week to build a new skill because our skill, our, the skills are always built into each of the programs. So each program, you build a new skill. Then in the next week you come, you build an additional skill to the skill you learned from the week before. So it kept going and it was super exciting and it was so wonderful. However, June 1st, 2011 hit. Very, very devastating. So I go out to the field because I was getting ready to uh, run a program with Six Sigma Youth Medicine Lodge and it was the boys. I remember it was the boys at that time. And Carolyn was living in another town called Leduc, Alberta. So she wasn't here helping. I was just all by myself. And I remember going out to get ready for the program. But just so you know, my mom was really sick. She'd been in the hospital for since December to, to June. It was, it was a terrible time for my most incredible mom. She was my, my everything. We were best friends. We were business partners. We were mother and daughter. She was just my everything. Like there was no day in on earth. I tell you that there wasn't an appreciation and how blessed I was to be born to this amazing woman who was a single woman mainly all of her life. We moved 25 times as children, but she gave to me so much in everything that was, was happening. So as these six months of hell are happening, because my mom, my big thing with my mom is she did not want to die in a hospital. Nor did she want to die pooping and peeing herself. That was not anything that she wanted to be a part of. But she didn't get that dream come true. Because it just was the way it was in our lives that we couldn't make it happen that she could come home and live with us. So anyways, 
you're having all of this, you're, you're in debt to the yin yang, and you're still trying to get this business rolling with these new ideas that the coach has helped us now to aspire to and create differently. So humans everywhere can understand it. Mama sick. I'm going to do a program. I go out to get our horse buddy and buddy is dead in the field. I knew as soon as I saw him, the way he was laying, I knew he was not, it was, something was wrong. So I go out and of course I check. And of course, yes, he is dead. Of course, I run back to the garage. I call the vet. Now here's the interesting piece. Just a few days before that, I called the vets to say, I feel something is very wrong with my horse, Buddy. He's got mud all on one side of him. I don't know if he's slipped or fallen, but even the way he's standing, it doesn't look right. So the vet said because of the mud, well, maybe he's just fallen, no worries. So they didn't come out. Now he's dead. So of course I call Six Ziga and I'm like, okay, just, uh, I can't do a program today. Like seriously, like my heart, my head, everything I, is just not there. That night, my mom dies. And I remember there was a big thunderstorm. And I just, I just couldn't believe that this buddy and my mom in the same day. So go see my mom at the hospital, come back home, tell the girls what just happened. And my beautiful daughters, they said, you know, buddy died so that grandma could ride into heaven. I thought, well, that's so beautiful, but didn't make me feel any better, but it's so beautiful that you thought that way. So here we are. Okay. I'm dealing with this, this, well, how do you deal? <laughs> you just move. You just move. That's all I can ever say when you lose any human or living being that's so important to you. Your heart is so wide open and it hurts so bad. So you just move through life. And I just remember, I didn't like talking to nobody who had no loss. Let me tell you, especially if you haven't ever lost um, your mom, I didn't want to talk to nobody. Like it, it was a really weird place in my life. I still loved life, but I couldn't figure out what was happening. So this was June 1st. Three days later, I noticed my other horse, Charlie, he's got some stuff coming out of his nose. Well, I called the vet because now I'm very concerned. The vet comes immediately, apologizes for not coming for Buddy. She said, no worries, carry it. This one, he's going to be fine. He probably got a stick up his nose, something like that. So she puts him on the antibiotics. He doesn't get better. We put him on another set of antibiotics and she did a, you know, a culture sample. Nothing. Well, he's still not getting better. So we decide that we have to go to uh, a specialty place where they put the scope literally up his nostril so they can see right in. Now I forget what the heck the name, the, he had a fungal infection. Was that what yeah. it was? Fungal. So we, I'm like, okay, this is fabulous because we're at this vet's and they're scoping and they see and they're calling all the assistants that's over, come and take a look at this. I guess this is very, very rare, but see, I didn't know that at the time because I actually drove in with my vet. Like my vet felt so bad for me. She actually trailered my horse there. So I'm like, well, isn't this great news? You guys know what it is. Yeah, but Carrie, it's so rare. 
so what does this mean? She goes, well, either you could try an operation, which is around $5,000, but it does not guarantee that they can fix it. Or one day you will just wake up and he will have bled out. Well, at this time in my life, 300000 in the hole, there was no more money in the kitty. So it's like, okay, we have to do it this way. Now, I am praying with all my heart to God and Jesus. I do believe in God and Jesus. For me, that's what I needed to do. I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for Charlie to be okay. We went to uh, Saskatchewan to bury my mom's ashes. And I remember when we came back, I saw Buddy, or I saw Charlie, and Charlie had nothing coming out of his nose anymore. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I think my prayers have been answered. There is nothing wrong with him. So we're having a barbecue, having some drinks on the back deck. Everything's exciting. The next morning, I wake up. I cannot believe it. Like, I get up super early, 4.35 o'clock. I can see there is blood everywhere on the fence line. So, of course, I put on my shoes. I run out. Yeah, it's Charlie. Charlie, blood just a gushing out of him. I go and I grab my boots. Now, here's the one thing I learned from um, Buddy dying. When Buddy died in the field, my hubby wasn't around at the time. He was working in Calgary. And we had a big rainstorm. See, I didn't know that I had to call for the truck to come and pick up the dead body. So I call for that truck to come. When the truck arrives, he says, oh, sorry, ma'am. There's no way that I can go into that field because of the rain. Like, you would have to bring the horse to me. I'm like, me? I said, no, 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 I cannot do this. I said, can you just give me a second? I'm just going to drive down and see if I can grab maybe one of my neighbors. No, both neighbors, nobody was around. So I came back and I said, okay, please. I said, I will move this horse for you, but please don't even let me look at you hooking him up. I don't want to know nothing. I don't want to see anything. So he gave me that promise. So he actually did all the hooking up and all I did was follow him. Just follow him. And as soon as Buddy was at the right place, I didn't even look back. I just went into my garage. So you see, I already knew now with Charlie, Charlie has to go to a special place for him to die, for this truck to come and get his body. So I'm crying. I'm doing my thing. I take him to the place that I know the truck can get to. And the vet comes. Now she's going to put him down because he's not dead. Nope. He's still bleeding everywhere. But what's he doing? He's eating grass. She goes, he doesn't want to go yet. I'm like, <laughs> cry my face off. I go back to the garage because this I can't handle seeing another death. I, do, I just can't. So I go in. Now she's messaging me, Carrie, this, this is not working. I might have to literally cut him open to stop his heart. Now I'm just like bawling my face off because she had already given him, I think it was, two or three shots to have everything stop. So anyways, it did finally work. So I'm bawling my face off. Then it hits me because I go out to see Charlie and I take uh, some of his tail because I he was just so special to me, this Charlie. I took uh, some of his uh, tail off and I see all the blood. Then I'm like, I have dogs. 
mm, is this smart? So I call the vets and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen if my dogs lick this blood? Oh my gosh, no, Carrie, you got to get your dogs inside. They can't lick the blood. That's like lethal with all of those drugs in there. So now I'm, I'm living. Okay. I'm really ticked off. So of course I call in all the dogs. I get like 200, 300 feet of hose. I forget how many hoses I had to connect together. The truck had already come to get Charlie. So now I'm out there. It's raining. I've got the hose spraying all of the blood and I am crying and I am screaming at the top of my lungs to God. If this is my sign that you do not want me to do this job, this was the worst way you could have ever done it. I lose Buddy, I lose my mom, and then I lose Charlie. Like, just, it's all too fast. I actually don't know what the actual answer ever was. But, you know, the one thing I guess I now know in time what the answer was is, so if this is your dream, how do you move through it? Because lots of times people take those signs as let's quit because it's obviously showing us that we're not supposed to be doing it. My brain went to a different place. It had to, I had to come to a different place in how I was looking at things because I still wanted this dream to happen. Then I lost a third horse. So I lost three horses and my mom in eight weeks. And then I lost another horse or no, it was four horses, Poppy, oh, and Pepper, all for different reasons. No horse died the same way. So it wasn't like there was something that they all caught. It was completely different. And they were all aged from 14 to 18. And three of those horses I bought the year before so we could have riding horses just for our own personal enjoyment, right? But still be able to work with them in equine assisted learning. So then I had a fifth horse six months later, Chicky, who also died. And again, it was because she was at a different place. She was very old. It was just time for her to go. <laughs> but even with Chicky, I remember Carolyn had just moved back. And the Chicky, we actually had, it was um, like a donation horse, but it was still his horse, but he would always go away for the winter. So then, of course, I just looked after Chicky. So it's kind of like we shared Chicky. Anyways, he was an old farmer. And I said to him when I said it's time that Chicky has to go, I said, please, please, please don't sell her for meat. Please just shoot her. That's That's all. Or get the vets to come out. He goes, I'll do what I want with her. And he goes, if uh, if you want that to happen, you're going to have to pay for it. Again, I'm, I don't have all this money anymore. Like, I, I just don't have enough. So I had to let him decide how he wanted to put down his own horse. Well, the meat truck shows up. How interesting enough. I didn't know this, okay? I did not know this. But because everyone loved Chicky so much from Zig Ziga, I thought, I'm going to give her some butte. So at least she has a comfortable couple of days before she has to go. Well, the meat truck guy comes and he checks out all of the stuff and then he discovers that I gave her butte. Well, when you give a horse butte, they cannot be sold for meat. I didn't know that. It was so exciting. So anyways, the day that the meat truck came, though, every horse was neighing and whinnying. 
She was on the trailer. You could hear her. Carolyn and I are bawling our face off because we know this is a horrible place that she's going to. And then we go downstairs because we can't handle all the neighing and whinnying that's happening. We come back up a half an hour later. There's Chicky. We're like, what the heck? So, of course, I call uh, the farmer and I'm like, what the heck? Why is Chicky here? Well, Carrie, because you gave her butte, I couldn't sell her for meat. So here's the scoop. I don't know what he ever did, if he did have to shoot her or if he had of that, but she didn't have to die the yucky cockapoo way. So that part made us feel really good. So I have to tell you, 2011 was the year from hell. I still say it to this day, how bad that time in my life was. At the same time, I still really loved life though. I just didn't want anyone else in my life. Like even having Carolyn talking to her and she would call me because she never believed she would, every time I called her, this horse is going to die. She goes, no, he won't. Like it's Carrie, don't go to that place. I'm like, no, he's going to die. And of course it always ended up all these horses died. Like they did. The vets couldn't even comprehend like why this was happening to Carrie. All of these horses dying, Carolyn trying to make me feel better, which I did not want her to. She would call me to see if I'm okay. No, that did not roll for me at all. I would go into town and people would tell me how sorry they were about my mom. And I would be instantly angry because I did not want to talk to you about that. However, if someone said, oh my gosh, I just lost my mom. I just lost my dad. I was instantly connected to them because I thought, okay, we, we have a loss. We all understand how that rolls. So it was really weird timing. And I know Carolyn always said this. It was about a year later after all of this hell that I went through. I didn't think my heart could handle so much pain. Like I really didn't. And it was like, it was all around me. My heart was broken and it was, it was tender and it, it ached and it ached all the moments of my days even as I was trying to move through, it ached. And that's one thing I actually did learn is, you know, we don't ever lose that feeling of our losses. We just learn to understand how you still just move forward carrying the loss. Because how does loss go away? It doesn't go away. And I know so many people would say, oh, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. No, that, that's not the way it's rolling right now. Like those are words that I don't want to hear because they don't make me feel no good. Like really, I know I'm strong, but of course, with all of this that happens, stuff and accidents do happen. And we just have to have, carry that loss, but still be able to move forward to do those things. So Carolyn said it was about a year later, I finally actually really left. And then I could start healing the heart pieces as I just still accepted it, but I did way more with horses. That was the whole thing. And I really feel that's what helped me move through at least those first few years after all those losses is I worked with the horses all the time. I did Liberty. I did Liberty so that I could connect and trust and be with them in a different way. I didn't just want to do groundwork anymore. So that's kind of my story. And it wasn't in a nutshell. I'm very sorry. I mean, there's way more to all of this as well. But I do have a book because I thought... I'm not, again, a teller of stories, or I never used to be. I wasn't a sharer of the things that I was going through. I kept everything to myself. You know, I had two marriages that didn't work. Well, that was an embarrassment to me. So 
you know, you didn't tell people too many things that was happening. Now I share everything though, like, because it's like our connection through the story maybe helps someone else to be able to say, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Because of course you can. You are so gifted and talented in your own way. Even if you don't feel it, you are. Like let no one tell you that it can't be done. And how many naysayers I had in my life, it was ridiculous. It was crazy. But I never believed the naysayers because naysayers will always try to convince you out of doing anything that you, when you're excited about it, they always find fault or you'll never make money with horses. That was mainly my family. You'll never make money with horses, except for my mom. Of course, my mom believed in everything I did. She was my cheerleader. But everybody else said, no way. It hasn't been done. It can't be done. And of course, to me, that's always my challenge, the proof and, oh, well, let me show you what can't be done because of course it can be done. So I remember my grandma at 94, this was a, quite a few years back. She gave me a call. She goes, oh my gosh, Carrie, I was just talking to the family. We were talking about you and your business. We all still can't believe that you made this business work because we really did not ever believe you could make a living out of doing what it is you're doing. I'm like, well, thank you, grandma. <laughs> you know, it, it's just so amazing when you hang with the people that you know will always help you, like my mom, uh, Carolyn at the time, my honey, my daughters. Those were my very special love group that I just needed to be around me and then I could deal with everything else. But the biggest thing that I've learned through this entire journey is every time things are put into that path, into my path, into your path, it's always to show us not to quit. There's never a quitting time. It's how do we get around it? How do we dig through it? How do we break it down chunk by chunk so we can get through anything we need to get through? And that is really what having a dream is all about. We all deserve to have our own dream. Why? Because we're us. We're life changers. We can do it. We don't have to be an Oprah and Alan. What's the difference between them and us? Nothing. There is no difference between Steve Jobs and myself. We're human. We do the same bodily things. We have the same things that happen. Whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you come from royalty, whether you come from poorness, which I'm so happy I came from poorness, but it doesn't matter. Everybody has their own hell that they have to deal with. There's nothing easy in life and it don't get easier as you get older because <laughs> I always remember thinking, oh, just wait. When I'm 45, it's going to be easier. Oh, when I'm 48. When I'm 50, when I'm 52, you see, it never gets easier. But having the right humans in your life to build you up, believing in your gift, in your talent, in your dream. Because here's the facts, my friend. How many people get to live their dream on earth? Not many. Why? They're too scared to put in that risk to do it. They're too scared because there's so many naysayers and there are and then the money what if it doesn't work but what if it does work so it's so exciting whatever your dream is you know money is money money is you can make money you can go get jobs you can pay back things there's always ways to work 
to me, the money piece when you're creating your dream. But it's those very few of us on earth that get to close our eyes at night and say, oh my gosh, thank you. Like what an amazing blessing on this earth to do something that I love so much every day, helping humans to be able to move forward just because the horse says so, not because I do. It really is so solid and so real. Maybe you want to, I always say baking. I don't know why. Maybe you want to create those beautiful pies that make that human feel alive because of the smell, the texture, the flavor, like whatever your dream is, it is going to be hard. But just know the sign is always in difficulty. How will I move through it? Because of course you can make it happen. Of course you can. And no matter what, we are there to always believe in you. 100%. And I'm sorry, I haven't seen any of these comments. Hi, all. Oh, Lisa, it sounds like uh, she had the same kind of year. Jenny. Oh, thank you, Jenny, for she's saying that I have amazing energy and inspiration. Yeah, sometimes it's, oh, that was a tough, tough, tough year. Let me tell you. Uh, that's right, Rachel. We are life changers. Oh my goodness, this is never gets easier with age. No, sure doesn't. It really doesn't. And I think when we can come to understand those pieces, I know we we do authentic you women's workshops. I love, love, love working with women. They they just make me feel so inspired because all of us have those beautiful stories. And you fellas out there too, I know you have stories too. Don't get me wrong, but I just love what happens to us women. And then we have to get up and then we fall and we have to get up. We fall, we have to get up. We fall, we have to move forward. It's just like the magnificency of a horse. It is just amazing to me. So I, I just love being in that realm of helping those humans to just, I don't know, women, men move to that next place that they need to be, which is their dream. We all deserve to have a dream. I remember this one lady she was in uh, one of our women's programs as well. And she picked our horse. This horse's name is Faye. Well, here's another part of the story. This horse Faye that I have, I was contacted, I think it was a couple of weeks after my mom had passed away. And she wrote me this big, long email to say, I have this four-year-old Canadian. She is, uh, she's not rideable. She's not totally ground broke, but she would be amazing in your programs for youth. And I'm like, what kind of person is this? She cannot be no horse person. Cause who, I, a green broke, broke horse. Yeah, he, she's gonna be great for uh, working with humans. That's not unsafe at all. So of course the, my, I, uh, sorry. Of course then my honey comes home, Sid, and I say, take a gander what this crazy chick Ola sent me. He reads this. He goes, babe, sit down again and read it. And I said, no, that's like just dumb. He goes, no, babe, sit down and read it from finish, from start to finish. I read it. Well, oh, my gosh. The horse's name is Faye. That was my mom's name. The horse's name is spelled just like my mom's name. Well, what is a girl supposed to do then? Yeah, you're supposed to go see this horse and bring that horse home. Because that is the meaning, right? So, of course, I bring this Faye home. And, oh, I loved her so much at the beginning. And then I did not like her anymore. I wanted to get rid of this horse. That reminded me so much of my mom. 
See, it's like you, you just didn't want things around to help you stay connected to the presence or the spirit of those you love, right? Anyways, we worked through that. That's when I understood how horses actually communicate. That's what changed everything for our certification school because it was through the power of how the horses actually communicate, how the horses actually help us to be balanced, and what the horses are actually saying to us. So that for, for me changed everything. So this Faye, she had a horse shelter land on her back and ripped her from her wither all the way back to her back end, like where her tail is, like massive, huge, like a shelter landed on her. Like she had operations, she had a hair transplant from her neck to this open scar. And this one lady came in this one time, well, it was two ladies together and she picked Faye and they were talking about certain things. So of course, as a facilitator, I'm not stepping in for what they're saying, but Faye was doing some really cool stuff with them, a lot with hearts. So that Faye would keep coming into both of their hearts. So of course, I'm always curious with this. Here's a horse speaking. I step in and I say, yes. Oh, hang on everybody. We're gonna have a barking choir. Everybody go out. Okay. There we go. Just a small inter intermission. So anyways, I step in to say, okay, I'm curious. Are you, first of all, are you okay with what Faye is saying and doing with you? And they both said, yes. So now I'm curious as to why they would be okay with it. Like just from the horse, not why as a human, why it's okay for the horse. They had had talked, this one lady said, well, I have been stabbed 17 times by my ex-husband. Well, that... I was not even expecting that. And then the other lady told her scar story. And they both said, this is why we chose this horse, because of her beautiful, huge scar that she openly and proudly wears. I'm like, oh, my goodness. There's just so many amazing things that have happened because of these things, right? Anyway, so I've got a gift for you. After all this yipping and yapping, I do have a gift for you. I'm going to see if I can find it. There we go. It's my book and it is a very short read. Like you can do it. Oops, show. There we go. You can do it as you're having a bath or if you're in the barn or you're just having your coffee or your lemonade and you just want a quick little read. It is a very quick read. But if you email Carolyn and that is Carolyn at equineconnection.ca, she will send you out a copy of my PDF book just so that you can take a gander at it. I think that's that's about it, hey? I think so. Okay. Isn't that the golden years are <laughs> 60? Yeah, very true. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So I hope that this has maybe helped one, one of you. And again, if you want to share this onto others, no matter what, when you have a dream, just know it is going to be very hard. But it's so worth what you get after. And I do have to tell you, when you create a dream, something that hasn't existed before, and especially if you have help from others, even, even just this little group of people, which is, there's only 40,000 of us, but you know what I'm saying? Even when you're surrounded by that, there is so much that gives you strength through the power of believing in that said dream. But you can do it. Why not you? 
We can all have that gift because isn't it just the greatest idea on earth to know you can make a living? I'm not saying become millionaires. I mean, maybe some of you do. I don't want to anymore because it's not money doesn't do it for me. It's being with horses and earth and life and those humans that are real and grounded. Those those are the pieces that when I close my eyes, my last breath on this earth, that I can say, you know what? Yeah, I did pretty good. Integrity, honesty, truth, trust, grounded. There's so much purpose in, in all of that, that the last breath on this earth is going to be so worth it. Because I tell you, my friends, life is so short. It's, well, you know. A blink of an eye, we're gone. And I always say, because I haven't said this yet, I live my life knowing I can die today. I know I can die today. I know I could go out to a horse. I know I could trip in a hole, hit my head on a rock, and I can die. That's how I'll die. That's how Caroline will die. So I know these things exist. So I love to live in knowing I can die today because what does it help me do? Live today. It always helps me live because what if I don't get another chance to live? So I always like living in that moment. And none of us know when our last breath on earth is going to be. None of us. I, I, there's no crystal ball that's going to give us a specific day. We're planning. We're doing our stuff. And then, boom, life just happens and it changes everything. And we're no longer here. So it's so much more exciting to have that risk, which isn't a huge risk. But Taking the risk to be what all we want to be, fulfill our destiny, because you are called always to the destiny that your gift is calling you to. So definitely always remember that you can make it happen. And I hope you have enjoyed this day. And remember, just email Carolyn and she can send you a copy of my book today. And we will go forth from there. Otherwise, we will see you next week at 9 a.m. Mountain Time again. I believe so. For another exciting Facebook Live. Have a great one, everyone. You can do it. Cheer, cheer, cheer. We are life changers. Cheer, cheer, cheer. Yeah, that, that, that's it. I wish I had pom-poms. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in today with us gals from Equine Connection on today's episode of Changing Lives with a Horse, of course. Next week, we're going to have tons more information and please join us then for more chatting on how these phenomenal creatures are really the best teachers around. We'll talk to you all then.